0: Welcome back to Gojo and Gold, live from beautiful and now actually sunny Las Vegas here. It is Thursday of Super Bowl week. We are rolling on. We're presented by DiGiorno. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. And a reminder, friends, all week long, DraftKings has been featuring a new happy hour boost that'll be live from 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern. We have just hit 5 o'clock Eastern. Our latest happy hour boost is now live on the DK Sportsbook. You can bet both teams to rush for a touchdown boosted to plus 200. You're going to like that one. Christian McCaffrey, Isaiah Pacheco, plenty of weak run defense. Tune into the Gojo and Golik every day this week to find out the new happy hour boost. And in the meantime, while you're doing that, we've been talking about legendary quarterback status all week, Mount Rushmore, goat stuff. We just talked to Dan Marino. Can I interest you in a little Hall of Famer and Notre Dame legend, Joe Montana, sitting down with us to talk about the Super Bowl matchup featuring both of his professional teams. All right, very excited to be joined by a, a living legend here, a Hall of Famer, Former Notre Dame great. Teammate of my
1: brother Bob. Teammate here. of
0: Bob Golick, my <laughs> uncle. And uh, obviously, we're here basically at the Joe Montana Bowl. Former 49ers and Kansas City Chief great Joe Montana, kind <laughs> enough to join us. How you doing?
2: Great, great. Um, crazy being here in Vegas for a Super Bowl. I night. was just going to say, for the era that we
1: played in and, and what gambling was thought of when you when you're brought up an over or under a line, it was like an announcer doing it kind of in an innocuous way to now. Okay. Be, being
2: in Vegas. I have a theory. And you tell me what you guys think of it. I think the NFL has been involved in that part of it for a long time.
1: Really? Really.
2: So oh. why why are there injury reports? Oh, well, we yeah? know why. Oh, yeah. You're exactly right. Right? Yeah. So yeah. Who wants to tell the other team? And isn't it? Funny how the line comes out right after that. (laughs) That is interesting. Hmm. And
1: now what they found is a way to monetize it, right? Exactly. Now they found a way to make billions of dollars
2: off of it. it, yeah. Yeah. Hey, we should have been doing this out front. For yeah. a long time. yeah, right? yeah. yeah, And, you
0: know and we, we finally arrived here yeah. now, which has brought us all here to this big spectacle. And I, I mentioned, Joe, these are the two teams that you played for here yep. heading into this game. So uh, what's it been like seeing this week? Obviously, so much of, of what you did and what you won in your career with the 49ers here. Is Super Bowl week your most comfortable place on earth, considering how much time you spent playing in
2: these? Well, not in here. Over there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean this is this is a crazy week to be around. Uh, the the best part of it is, I, you know, I get to run into guys like this, your dad and uh, people that you played with and you've known for a long period of time. All these old guys running around, and um, the, I just ran into LT. <laughs> well, luckily, I, I not had in the field. <laughs> that, like, and you know, it just brings back all the memories that that you had. And uh, but in in all cases. I could skip this week. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> but
1: but let's talk about the, 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 the when you're a player on the field. You look at Mahomes has been to a few of these. Chris Jones, our great D tackle, has been to what four now, His fourth in eight years. You winning the four that you did. How are they each each one I know is different in its own way, but how does it, does it progress from the first one to the fourth one of a comfort level?
2: Well I think the first time you go just you have no idea what to expect. Um and I think You you will find out soon. I think today's Thursday, so I don't know when the families come in. All hell breaks loose, right? I don't like my room. I want to go here. (laughs) I want to go to that party. I want to do this. I want to do that. I where's um, I don't like where my tickets are. I mean, it's really gets out of control. And luckily for me, Jennifer took over. She goes, I'll deal with all this. You just go do what you got to do, and uh, made made the the week easy for me as a player. Um, But. Yeah, it's, right now. You know, it's been what ten days. They're ready to go, right? We we usually had so many fights by now. Oh, really? Practices. Oh, really? Oh, god, yeah. Everybody's all tight. Rip. They want to go. They want to play. And more fights during this week than any. Ah, did
1: ah, Did you sleep well the night before all of them, or was it a progression, the first one to the to the
2: fourth one? I never slept well before any game the night before. Right. I they, I always tried to get a good night's sleep. To, the night before, the two nights before because I know I wasn't going to sleep well. And um, it was just on and off. And I got made a mistake in the first Super Bowl. I used to ride the last bus because I didn't I didn't have a lot of tape stuff to get done so I could get dressed quickly and out. And we got stuck in traffic um, because the vice president was coming to the game. Uh, so we could see um, the, the, the stadium, but we weren't moving. And wow. Bill, Bill was on the bus. It was kind of funny because um, we had two equipment managers, uh, Chico Norton and Bronco. And they, um, Bill stands up on the bus. He knows everybody's getting tense because we're looking. We like, well, got like 20 minutes. And we're supposed to be out there. All these guys got to get taped. Bill stands up and goes, "Guys, hey, don't worry. I know what you're thinking, but the game started already. But we're winning seven <laughs> nothing." <laughs> he said, "Chico scored a touchdown. Bronco kicks the extra point, and we're up seven nothing." So.
0: Uh, incredible job diffusing the situation and I'm sure that's part of it for the coaches is sort of managing all that emotion and that pent-up anxiety you talk about for a guy in Brock Purdy who is now making his first Super Bowl start as the quarterback there and has kind of been the subject of a lot of the conversation what would your advice be to be in him in that position
2: you know it's hard to say look at it um like another game but I always waited to get hit. I wanted to get hit first and in the, in the, early in the game just to kind of tell you you're in a game, right? Um, because no matter what you do, is the first coming out, it's the Super Bowl, you're excited, and the faster you can get that out of your mind, the better off you are. But for him, he just has to do what he's been doing, right? I think there was this little stretch there of two or three games where they struggled and he struggled, but I don't know if he was... I don't hang out down there, so this is just a theory, I just don't know if he had I guess he had gotten a concussion at some point right i don't'm not sure he was hundred uh, percent to me It didn't look like the same person, sure. and then the switch kicked back in again, and then he started playing like he'd been and so uh I just, you're doing it, man. you're you're making great decisions you're using your feet when you have to um, so you're not you got,
0: buying into the game manager label
2: no well, you have to manage the game, right, no matter what at, at that position. It's not like you, you plan on managing the game. You just have to p- manage the game, right? And th- for them, they obviously want to keep Mahomes off the field as much as they can. Do you want long drives? Yeah, if you can get him, w- Will you take the touchdown if you get a long <laughs> <Yeah>. touchdown? <laughs> Absolutely, right? Um, but, I, you know, just go out and play the play what you've been doing. I mean, you've been playing – you have to figure out your offense, right? Sure. There's something that makes that offense run. For me, it took almost three years to get with Bill to, first of me to learn the offense. is <laughs> crazy, but also to be comfortable enough. And I think he realized that I understood that. I don't. I, we didn't have first of all, we didn't have those guys that could fly and go deep, sure. right? So it well, I was accurate. I made good decisions, and I understood that. Hey, look, he's, I'm going to give you this guy down here. But in the end, I'm going to give you a couple more guys down here. So if you don't like first down, you don't like that guy, you don't have to force it. You're going to give it here. Defenses think kind of crazy, right? Hand the ball off on on first down, he gets four yards, right? Can't give up four yards on a run. I drop back the pass on first down. I don't like that. There's the tight end. Four yards, right? Same four yards. But in their mind, they're going, okay. We stopped them. Held them the we four yards. Held, yard. our, held yeah. them the four yards. <laughs> exactly. Right? And the next thing you know, you're inside their 20 going, how'd they get here? Right? Yeah. And it's just understanding that process, that, that when, when the time is to take a chance, to try to make a big play. Do what you do, and that big play will show up, and you'll see it. And you don't even have to try. So the thing
1: I hear, again, nine years never got near the Super Bowl, unfortunately, so I don't know the feeling of it, but everybody who I've talked to always says the sooner you can make it like an- another game, the better off you are. And I always thought, God, is that hard to do? So in the Super Bowl, especially in the first couple you played in, do players press? It, is there that kind of that nerve factor of, and, and press a little bit?
2: I think so. I mean, it's it's just natural, right, when you first get out there, but I, I think once – you know, the pads start hitting each other, and the helmets start hitting. Um, you, you ha- if you're still thinking about it, you, you're, in the, you're, you're doomed, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to get back to that. I mean, how many times do you hear the crowd? Yeah. Do you hear a crowd when no. you play? No. no, you don't hear. And so when you first go out there, you hear it, so you understand it, and then once the game starts, you got to get back in that mode. And, and for me, it just took a hit here and there just to keep me awake.
0: That hit worked pretty well and uh, to the tune of uh, four yeah. Super Bowls and uh, a lot of overall success. Uh, Joe, we know you're out here this week on behalf of Pfizer and the importance of getting vaccinated against pneumococcal pneumonia. What can you tell us about you guys got going on?
2: Um, yeah, we're out just trying to get an awareness out and how vaccination can help uh, with that. that. For me, you know, being over 65, I'm now more at risk for it. Um, I've been vaccinated, but um, also that younger people who have underlying conditions like asthma and diabetes are also at risk. And it doesn't matter what season it is. It can happen any time. And we just want people to understand that vaccination can help with this. It's a serious lung disease and um, that you can learn more uh, about it at no pneumonia dot com. And that's K-N-O-W uh-huh. pneumonia.com. Yeah, uh-huh. So um, but, yeah, we're just we're just getting around and just uh Doing this, and we've been out for a long time uh, with right. this, and it's been fun being with Pfizer and yeah. being a part of it. It's a good message to get
1: out, no doubt about it. As Mike mentioned, we started. You played for both of these teams, but is is San Fran a little more in your heart than, than Casey Do you have still that special feeling for them, or do you oh, not, yeah. does it not oh, matter? well,
2: I I've been in San Francisco since 1979, yeah. so yeah. I've been there a long time, yeah. and so yeah, there's a, a special place. But you know, in all, in true honesty. I totally enjoyed my time in Kansas City. I probably made a mistake in retiring. We have a really good team. <laughs> but that last concussion was one of those things that made me start thinking about my family. And, you know, I didn't want to leave the game um, unable to, you know, participate with them as sure. they're growing up. And you already missed a lot of the younger part of it. But loved Kansas City. The people were awesome. My teammates were they were fun and awesome. <laughs> and we had a good defense, and we had, and Marcus came down there, man. Yep. And we had a good offense, and we were running a lot of the stuff that we did in Kansas City. And um, so I was just not used to... My two wide receivers I always told me, Go guys, you slow down a little bit. I can't I can't you can <laughs> outrun my <own."> arm. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, I, I always loved watching him obviously when he played Notre Dame and then played against him in the NFL and the one bad memory that came to Philly one time when he was in San Fran. We were up twenty eight to seven in the fourth quarter, four touchdown passes in the fourth quarter beat us thirty five to twenty eight.
2: Oh, it's one of my the lady that, it's one of my craziest memories yeah. was the last touchdown I threw, right? We we were a win in. And we just had to get a first down, and we could run the clock out. And we ran a little read route by the back. And the back, he can go anywhere he wants, right? He sits down and he's wide open. And I throw a go to Jerry. <laughs> and you can see, George Seifert goes, <laughs> 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 and uh, and, I go, and Jerry catches it for a touchdown. And I get to the sideline, and George says, You're lucky that was a touchdown. I go, I, go, I know. I know the back was wide open, <laughs> so I just, yeah, he was. Worked out okay. Yeah, for you. worked out okay. Yeah. You know. yeah. sometimes
0: you got to know when you can make it's a play. It. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you right. know when you make a play. Uh, it's the ultimate difference here. So, uh, Joe, uh, we really appreciate all the time. Uh, thank you so much for joining us out here. Always great to run into some fellow domers out here around Radio Row. We saw Sam Hartman before. We saw oh, nice. one of the all-time greats here in you. So we really appreciate the time. No,
2: oh, my pleasure. Great nice. seeing you guys. Thanks. Oh, as always.
0: Dad, I thought that last story was particularly compelling. Am I supposed to be able to take you seriously right now wearing this hat? See, that's the thing. you got to be versatile. If
1: you want to wear a hat like this, enjoy yourself, but still give stellar analysts,
0: Anal. anal and, oh, boy, an, yeah. An, analyzing stuff. Are you blinded by my chain over here? I am. Here? Look at the bling you're wearing. Yeah, this is great. We've been in Vegas long enough yeah. now. Honestly, we're all just playing for second. Juju Gotti from the yeah, Lebetard shows mean, holy over smokes. here. In this incredible sequin blazer. If you guys yeah. watched the Dan Lebetard show this morning, you saw him balling out, the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. Greg Cody getting introduced by Flavor Flav, Are you I mean, kidding me? What a timeout there. Yeah. All right. But I was, was going to say, I was glad you were covering up yeah. your hair for a second. It honestly made me feel better about myself <laughs> in here. But, Dad, uh, one thing in in talking and listening to Joe Montana talk about that last moment where he said, I went ahead and threw it, and he said, you better have done that. It made me think of what we talked about with Trent Williams the other day, who was so great. Obviously, Hall of Famer in his own position, but was talking at opening night with us about how one of the things he looks at and appreciates in other all-time great players when he watches them is when they're willing to take chances that aren't coached. The things that your coach is going to get mad at you if you screw up. you got to know, hey, if I make this, i got to make the play or else it's going to be my ass on the backside and I'm willing to eat that because you've made enough of those plays. It really is what separates the greats. The rest of us go through trying to work our technique, trying to do it we're coached because that's how you get in the field. That's how you keep your job. When you're ready to make that next step, it's the comfort through repetition to go and take those risks. And it's what we see so often from Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey – and the guys that are able to win this consistently at the top of the league. And
1: and it's a lot of it is know your place is the wrong term. I guess it's know your ability. Yeah. Because I I, I was such a, a big time game plan studier of of situations third down second down down and distance again for those that don't know when you get a game plan third and seven plus x amount of this is what they like to run these are the formations these are the percentages blah 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 so when i got into a game so it's you know second down and four or less there's these running plays that they like i would see the formation i'd say okay in my mind okay i know they like one or two or three of these plays yep. out of this formation and then i would think to myself before the play, because you think during the play you're dead. Before the play, I'm like, okay, 99% sure this play is doing this. Yep. And I know the guard that I'm that I'm the three-tech on is doing this. I can go behind the block. I yep. know what he's going to do. Yep. But I'm going to go behind it. But but then in, in my head before the play, I'm like, I got to make the play. Yep. If, if Jerome Brown goes behind a block and maybe doesn't make a play, that's forgivable. Yes. If I go behind a block and don't make a play, I might find a seat on the bench. So I, I it's amazing in that short amount of time what goes through your mind. And occasionally I tried it or I would spin out of a block. And my D-line sure. coach is always – don't spin out of a block, and I'd spin out of a block knowing I better make the play. So it, it, it's a ama- but. But
0: the great ones like Reggie White, I do whatever he wants because yeah. he could basically do whatever he wants. Because more often than not, you make yes. that play. Yes, there was a discussion that happened a while back. I remember uh, I think it was someone from the ESPN analytics department was talking about Aaron Donald as a run defender and the idea was that he wasn't actually a great run defender and the things like that, and and part of it was when he's taking the risks to go upfield with so many great pass rushers, they don't play the run a lot of them. With Aaron Donald, it's not necessarily that. It's that he's upfield so quick, sometimes there are going to be vacated gaps. Sometimes you're going to be out of place, and A lot of times we hear the taste, bad defense beats good offense. When he knows, hey, I can get around here because I know where we're going, and I believe physically I can get there in a way few can't, it does create some of those folds. And there was sort of that dissonance about it when it's like, no, no, he's an exemplary run player because he gets – Elite athletes in football, I always say they mess with time and space. They're angle benders. You think you have an understanding of how fast a linebacker is going to flow over the top, and then you go and try and block Fred Warner, who's going to get there faster and stronger than most of the guys you're going to play against, and so it messes with the math. That's what those great guys are able to do, and that's why they're able to take chances like So,
1: that. And, and to your point perfectly on that, so Aaron Donald, if you're a guard and you have to reach Aaron Donald, you know this is one of the quickest guys out here. I got to step like a mother to reach him. You You know who else knows that? Aaron Aaron Donald. Donald. Easier to go under the block when the guard is getting out there to reach him. So he comes underneath the block and and is making the tackle two yards deep. Reggie White rushing on the outside right he oh, rushes yeah. on the outside a tackle knows i got to fly out there so as he's going out there reggie rip and hump cuz he knows that guy's getting out quick i'm using his momentum to use against him as he goes out and i'm just humping back throwing him away oh, yeah. and making the and making the tackle so they they were able to use
0: because of how people play against them yep. to their advantage it's what happens with these spatial awareness geniuses and that's what you end up getting a lot of in football and as we look at the matchup in this game coming up this weekend Chris Jones, a guy that we've talked about a lot, presents that problem because he's a guy that's too big to move the way that he does and so all of those different math problems those are the individual equations and for the Chiefs blocking the 49ers on defense, guys like Nick Bosa, it's a little bit different. They don't move around as much. It's right, much right. more of a stagnant group. They're a guy that do just line up four down, lighter boxes, and count on their guys to make plays. With the Chiefs, you're doing all that math on this is what Chris Jones does. I know what he's capable of doing. Drew Tranquil is this linebacker. He's got pass rush ability. But they're going to give you eight different fronts in a game. And they're going to give you nine different blitz packages that all of a sudden complicate everything that you just tried to lay out. Times you
1: don't want to watch the ball in the Super Bowl. And again, I talked to both Chris Jones and Trent Williams earlier this week. And Chris Jones said, I look for the one-on-one matchup because he moves everywhere. And you're going to see him over the guards and probably more the right tackle. But he did say, I like one-on-one matchups. So if I'm against Trent Williams, I damn well know it's going to be a one-on-one matchup because you know in San Francisco you can leave Trent Williams be one-on-one. Watch it. Anytime you see those two lined up
0: against one another, forget the ball, watch that. And you know Tony Romo's going to be out there with the teleprompter. Oh, Jim, look up here. We got two of the all-time best going against each other. Who's going to win? I don't know, Jim. (laughs) Coming up next, let's get a little bit more insight on that. Talk to one of the best pass rushers in the league and the hometown hero himself, Max Crosby of the Las Vegas Raiders, joins us next here on Gojo and Golet. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume, imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S., White Plains, New York. All right, awesome to be joined by the mayor of the damn town right now, Max Crosby, uh, Las Vegas Raiders defensive end, kind enough to join us now. Uh, Max, what's it like, man? Super Bowl's in your backyard right now. You're king of the hill.
3: Um, it's been incredible. You know, obviously, I'd rather be playing, um, most importantly. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things going on around the city. So it's just great to see, you know, Vegas turning into one of the best sports towns in, in the country. And I think it really, you know, three, three to five years from now, I think it's going to be the sports capital of the world uh, without a doubt. So, yeah, it's been incredible so far. I think you're absolutely right about that about for you. You've been in the league since 19.
1: You're dominating it from an individual standpoint as well. But I, I talked earlier in the week to Trent Williams. 14 years in a league, finally got to his first Super Bowl. Does that start to go through your mind as the years start to tick by of, man, you know, I, <laughs> that's really a place I need to get?
3: No question. You know, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. You could have all the individual success in the world, which is incredible. That's why I work the way I work to, you know, put myself and my family in a position where they don't have to worry um, about financials uh but at the end of the day when you're not winning it's just not the same um i've been to the playoffs once in five years so i want to be in playoffs consistently i want to be in the biggest games and on tv like that's what i live for um so for me um i want to do everything in my you know ability to put our team in a position to do that so yeah, that's, that's number one at the end of the day, win and bring the fourth Super Bowl um, to Las Vegas.
0: We wanna talk about the future of your team, Antonio Pierce getting the interim tag taken off, which I know is important to you, but you mentioned the way you work. People always talk about the stats with you, about how many snaps you play a game. My dad was a former D lineman, and I always complain as an O lineman that guys are getting rotated out all the time. D linemen are always so fresh. You're always out there. What's the off season like for you? How do you get yourself ready to do what so many others aren't able to?
3: yeah um you know for me i feel like there's a lot there's a lot of good players a lot of great players and then there's the legendary players of their eras and uh for me the guys that are legends all separate themselves in different ways and for me um you know the skill and all that's great and i know i'm only getting better as a player when it comes to skill level and quickness and speed and all that type of stuff but what separates myself is being the best conditioned guy in the NFL pound for pound. That's what I, I carry myself. That's how I train. I train all year round. I don't stop. I don't go on vacation for a month and then get back to training. The day after we play the Broncos week 18, I'm still meal prepping. I'm still doing my recovery. Still doing everything to a T and I'm doing it right now. So um, it doesn't stop for me. Um, Obviously there's times, you know, where they're a little bit higher volume and a lower volume, but I have a great team around me. I have nutritionists, massage therapists, strength coaches all through, you know, the Raiders and, you know, doctors and things like that. So I have, you know, great people around me. I trust them and uh, I put my full trust in them and I do it, you know, it's literally 365 for me.
0: Is that something you learned by watching a vet? Like how did you get into this routine now?
3: Um, you know, honestly, it, it really came from, you know, my biggest motivations were, were Kobe Bryant um, and Michael Jordan. I mean, those two guys, I know they're not football players, but those are the guys I've watched all their documentaries, all their interviews how they do it, what's the process. You know, Tim Grover, Michael Jordan, and Kobe's trainer, has become a great friend of mine. Um, So a guy like that, I'm constantly staying tapped in um, and just asking questions. Um, I think that's the biggest thing in the league is just constantly staying curious. To to stay at the top, you have to find new levels to get to because the margin of error is a lot thinner. So um, for me, the reason I feel like I'm taking big jumps every year is because I never got it there's i never feel like oh i made it now or i'm the guy now it's like no like i know i can be better i want to be the aaron donald undisputed best at what i do and i know i'm not there there's still guys that you know there's like a conversation around that so for me like when you talk about who's the best D tackle for the last 10 years it's aaron donald every time so i want to be that guy so a guy like aaron donald's in my corner i read when i was a rookie i came in i hit up aaron donald Von Miller. You know, Miles Garrett, all the top guys were like, "What are you doing? How do you separate yourself?" The Cam Jordans, the guys like that. What makes your, you know, what makes you you? And so that's who I, who I put in my circle—all people that are the best at what they do—and just constantly picking their brains.
1: So I think every now and then we need kind of a, kind of a reset. Your people look at you now; they see Max Crosby, one of the best, one of the best D in the league. That's where you are. But you got one scholarship offer, Eastern Michigan. You are a fourth-round draft pick. You weren't supposed to come in and get 10 sacks your rookie year. So it's kind of for all those people out there who aren't, don't come in as the big name. I think every now and then we need to be refreshed to just what the journey was like for you, that it wasn't, you weren't always considered the top guy to now being how the work it took to get to be the top guy.
3: No question. Um, It makes me grateful for everything I have now because I had to work for everything I have. Um, You know, every single day, is a new journey. Um, And that's what I tell everybody. It's like, you could have a great day. You could have a great day. You could have a bad day, whatever. There's no such thing as bad days. I don't believe in that. You could have bad moments in your day. But overall, like, I take it one step at a time. If I'm doing something, I'm going to be, my heart's going to be in it, even though it's hard. Like, even today, like, I'm coming here. I got three hours of interviews. I know what I'm in for. I got, I'll be going till seven all day. But regardless of it, I'm going to put 100% effort into it because I don't want to put anything out there that, isn't my best whether that's on the field off the field and that's just kind of how I embrace it and that's something I had to learn and and train like it's an everyday process for me so yeah you know being in you know going into year six already um a lot of people didn't expect me to be here but I don't look in the past I don't look in the future I just stay present so every single day I'm working to get better and then I look back and I'm like damn I've done a lot of things in a short time but I know there's another level so I don't I, I don't get consumed with all the max and the pats on the backs. Cause I know at one point, even a couple of years ago, they didn't even consider, they took me as a joke. Like they didn't consider me at the Nick Bosa level or the miles Garrett. now I'm in those conversations. Um, and that's what I work for. And I know, um, everything, you know, you, you can't take it for granted. There's a lot of great players, top 10 picks, get all the hype right out the gate and then you see them fizzle. Um, I've seen it a million times. And for me being a fourth round pick, I know I wasn't supposed to be a first-round pick. I wasn't ready for that type of money at that age. I had to grow as a human, and I had to work for everything I have. So it makes me appreciate everything I have, and uh, that's just you know how I operate every day.
0: It, it's earned, not given. And I know you've mentioned you thought you'd earned the right to have an opinion on what happened next with the head coaching job yeah. here in Las Vegas. So why was it so important for you that Antonio Pierce be the guy?
3: Um, you know, I, I took it like upon myself to speak for my guys, my teammates, the coaches. The, Everybody in the building, everyone that's there every single day. If I got to take some heat for putting my, you know, putting myself out front and, and leading that, then that's okay with me because I go to sleep at sleep at night knowing I know where I'm coming from. I, it's not for selfish reasons or whatever. Screw the raiders. I'm out. Like I want to be a raider. Everyone knows I'm a raider to the core. I got it tatted on me before I even played a snap. Like I'm a raider to the day I die. Regardless. So I just want everyone. My message, you know was really I want everyone to be thinking not hundred percent, you know, not be me, but think at that level, like how could we get better? Like I always everything I do, I always say more is required or is one day at a time, one percent. Like I'm always preaching that to the guys because there's always more in another level you could tap to. I want the front office thinking like that, like how can you get better? I want everyone to look in the mirror. I think, you know, if not everybody's aligned, you're not going to be able to win a Super Bowl. The guys in the Chiefs building, everyone, there's a reason why they win. They have a formula. Everyone's working their ass off. All the best players, you talk to Patrick Mahomes, you talk to the you know top dogs, they're all very similar. Like we could, I could sit here and talk to Mahomes for hours, even though we're the biggest rivals. At the end of the day, I respect the hell out of him because I know he's in the building all day. I know he's there, the last one to leave, first one to get there. That's how I am. It's no coincidence. So my message was I want everyone thinking like that. Like If we're going to start from scratch again, they don't understand from my perspective, like, all right, now I got to have a clean out, clean out the whole D-line room, new coach. And I've been doing that and it hasn't worked. So, I mean, if you keep doing the same thing, expect a different result, that's the definition of insanity. So, for me, I just wanted to be front and honest about it and be like, listen, I'm here, I'm doing this every single day. I sacrifice them in the building at 6 a.m. in the offseason when no one's there. I want everyone thinking like that so we can go out and win. I want to win here in Las Vegas. That's
0: all that matters to me. And clearly your voice carried weight and that decision got made. So hopefully everyone is in line with that. Max, we know you're here on behalf of Invisalign here, part of the off-season project that you talked about there. So why are you partnering with Invisalign? Um, yeah, you know,
3: I got them in right now. You know, I got oh, the new Invisalign you know. in, so fired up about that. I know, you know, they came to me with opportunity. They got o- over 400 guys in the league right now um, with Invisalign. So, you know, they presented the opportunity to me. And, um, you know, I never had braces as a kid. And I was like, you know, might as well do it. I think it's a great idea. They obviously are the best of the best at what they do. Um, so I think it perfectly aligned and worked out. My,
1: uh, my, my, my wife and my daughter both had them as well.
0: Let me tell you, I had braces as a, as a kid. Your line is much better. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sounds good.
0: Max, before we get you out of here, 49ers, Chiefs, rematch here, who are you picking in the game?
3: Um, I'm going with the Chiefs, even though it's tough to say. I mean, I hate both teams, just being honest. <laughs> yeah. I don't like any other team in the league. I hate them all equally, um, but it is what it is. You know, the Chiefs, they got Patrick Mahomes. He's the best of the best, and it's hard to bet against him in the biggest games. Um, So
0: I think Chiefs are going to do it. Don't want to bet against him. Don't want to bet against you. Max, appreciate the time, man. Good luck this offseason. We're excited to watch you do it again next year. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. Boston fans we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now and if you're new to DraftKings you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code gojo. That's code gojo for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Gojo and Golick live from Radio Row here side of Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, Nevada. We are presented by 800 flowerscom DraftKings official flowers for Valentine's. Mike Golick Jr., Mike Golick Sr., and being joined to the look desk at now. This. Look at what's going on here. Get it up in front here. Super Bowl champion safety Jordan Fuller kind enough to join us now on behalf of Sleep Number here. And we got some. We got some pillows going on here.
4: Yep. There oh we go. Oh, my God. All right. these I are incredible. this. All right.
0: This is, I'm going to yeah. get real comfy up here. On oh, yeah. Right now. This is good, man. How you They're doing?
4: Multi-purpose.
0: Multi-purpose <laughs> yeah. there. All right. There we go. Yeah. Hey, right. Are you a two-pillow guy in bed? Do you fold it over there? I'm a one guy. You're a six-pillow guy? All right. There we go.
1: I'm a one-guy, too. I You're try one-pillow. and sleep as, as flat as I can without being propped up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Get the neck
0: and the body For all in line there. Sure. Side sleeper?
4: Yeah. Okay. Sleeper. There we go. Yep. See,
0: a man, a man who understands how to take care of his body here at night, here on behalf of Sleep Number. What yep. do you guys got going on here this week besides giving great pillows for us here?
4: No, it's cool. Just uh, just hanging out, going around and and talking ball and talking Sleep Number. There you yeah, go. It's fun. Yeah.
1: Sleep Number. Listen, I, I have one. You know, yeah. they, they have a, a great. They're they're phenomenal for the players, the current players, the former players. I have one. I love it. You Get the number you want to be comfortable with. It, it's fantastic. And now I'm gonna add. I didn't have the pillow. Now go. I do. Because you gave this to us. The gift, it's a gift. It's coming with us. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're just, yeah
0: that's yours. Uh, <laughs> that's yours. <laughs> so, no that's so uh, Jordan, <laughs> obviously, uh, uh, back here around the Super Bowl site here, you're someone who's gotten over the mountaintop. You won a Super Bowl with the Rams. Back a few years ago now, uh, what's it like being back around this week and remembering some of the things? What sticks out as far as memories of that week? Not the game itself, yeah. but the lead-up to that moment.
4: Um, I don't know. It's, it's always different as a player. Well, I wasn't able to play in that game because sure, right. I, yeah. I was out. But sure. um, it's really cool being able to to witness kind of the, the week of. But when when you're kind of like in it, you don't experience all the
1: stuff outside. You didn't so, know all this was going yeah, on around exactly, outside? Exactly. It? Yeah. So
4: being able to experience this is really cool and just seeing how, how many people the NFL really does touch.
1: You know? I, I bet you like the other side of it better than this side of it, huh? it actually yeah, being yeah. A part of the yeah. game. As far as where the players are now, was everybody uh, – antsy, it's Thursday. It's a couple of days before. It's two weeks before a yeah. game. Everybody, did they start to get antsy now? Kind of no. a little nervous, kind of like, let's get going? Yeah,
4: I think so, for sure, because, I mean, yeah. especially with that two weeks of time yeah. in between, um, you definitely start to get antsy, and when you start thinking, it's like, this is probably the biggest game of my life. I don't know how, like, I hope I make a play, yeah. like all that type of stuff. Or I hope I yeah. don't make a mistake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah there's all that, all that. So I'm sure they're getting antsy right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Jordan, you mentioned not being able to play in that one there. This last season, you know, 2022, certainly a little bit of injury mm-hmm. were, uh, there for you. But this year logged over 1,000 snaps, a huge part of this defense that uh, I think a lot of people were surprised, Guy. You guys had so mm-hmm. many young parts that had to step up on your defense. Puka Nakua got a lot of talk on the offensive side of the football, yep. but tell us about your rooks on the defensive side of the football and these guys and why they were able to step up so well for you all.
4: Yeah, um, I think their first thing is just they're mature beyond their years for sure. Um, yeah, just super, super coachable, worked super hard. I remember in OTAs, Byron Young, we were showing clips of him just like sprinting to the ball nonstop, um, and he was he was one of the bright spots as far as like. Effort for us, like right. day one, and that kind of just like permeated for us um, throughout the entire year. Uh, Kobe, Tur- Kobe Turner was special. Um, yeah, I don't want to miss anybody. No, I, I that's okay. man, yeah. hey, You know what? Those but, are, those are yeah, just two of many yeah. that two did a great many. job on that sure. defense. There, we, we needed every one of them. Yeah, absolutely. you did.
1: And you mentioned, you know, you mentioned the coaching. Uh, you know, what Raheem Morris has yeah. done and where he's going now to Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, talk about him and his coaching style and what you picked up from him.
4: Yeah, he's special. Um, he's real, real big on on relationships. If he's giving you a coaching point, you never feel like attacked. Really, he he always make, he's able to make a joke of, out of everything, but you get the point at the same time. He has a really, really cool way of balancing that. I, I think it's like one of his superpowers. To be <laughs> honest, um, yeah, he he always keeps it light, but at the same time, super knowledgeable. Um, yeah, and just puts us in positions to to win. Well to so, put you in play?
1: position, talk about I think I believe you I think believe you the second leading tackler on the team, so mm-hmm. the position you had been in what he does for you to get you to where, you know, you can be part of the play and the tackle.
4: Yeah, no, exactly. I it's I know there, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into his play calling and stuff that I don't know about, but I know he's super, super detailed and he he knows exactly what his plan is every single week.
0: So what is Atlanta getting in him then as a head coach as far as a, a leader and the way that he yeah. approaches that? Um
4: I think he's a culture driver, culture changer. I I, 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 really believe that he he can really do some special things. Uh, I pray they win over there because because he he earned it. He he earned this opportunity, um, and he's a special human being that you know. And I, I'm just glad seeing him. Uh, I've, I've seen some pictures and, and stuff like him of being like the head coach over there. And he's still himself. That That's what I, I like seeing right. a lot, yeah. So
1: so how, how have you been in the league a couple, few years now? And as we've talked about, dealt, dealt with some injury. But how would you approach this offseason now as, as a free agent in going about your business, but then trying to look around for teams and seeing that obviously you'll have interest from other teams as well, how you approach it?
4: Yeah, um, for me, I just... I just focus on how good I can get on the field and my family and my relationships outside of the, uh, the game. Uh, as far as the offseason, I, I kind of just let my agent and the teams handle what they got to handle and leave the rest up to God, really. That that's really my mindset. Just and, try to and, try to show up uh, next training camp as a better player than I was last year.
1: And just as, as a free agent, hope for choices, right? Yeah, Where we have a absolutely. couple people bidding because absolutely, you know every, yeah. everybody kind of. And I get it. You, everybody dances around the money thing, but hey, you try and make as much as you can. Yeah. But it's also you know who the coach is, you know, and, and what the situation is for of sure. all that goes into it. But money is an important part. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So in your guys' division, you obviously see this 49ers team twice a year, You Mm -hmm. guys are pretty familiar with them. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense, we hear all about it, the moving parts, different Mm -hmm. things there. As you're preparing for this team in a week, getting ready for them, what's the number number one thing as a safety for you that you're focused on with this offense and trying to defend them successfully?
4: Mm. I always say, like, with them, it's equally as physical as it is mental Mm. because they try to mess with your rules and, um, change the math as far as like coverages and uh even in the run game like it's 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 a whole lot with them but also they're super physical like there's no playoff sure there's yep. no playoff versus them so uh so yeah it's 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 all hands on deck win the know, physicality of sure. certainly
1: of the receivers and the tight end as well kittle is uh no, it's, is it's, it got-
4: it's everybody everybody's yeah. trying to block everybody's trying to run after the catch everybody's trying to score every single time they touch the ball and you can't say that about everybody in the league, you know.
0: And their quarterback's also been the center of a lot of conversation this mm-hmm. year as someone who's on the back end in that chess match against Brock Purdy. What was the scouting report on him when you guys faced him?
4: He's uh, very, very decisive, um, accurate quarterback, game manager. Um, gets the ball to his guys on time and on target. Um, and that's what he's asked to do, and he, he, he does that at a high level. So that's our scouting. scouting how, how
1: much is paid attention to, because since Kyle Shanahan's been the coach, they've basically led the league in yards after the catch, of the focus of short passes, catch, uh, and got to make that tackle? How much focus is made on that?
4: A whole lot. Because, I mean, you see it all over the tape when you, when you study them and stuff like that. But they get, they get real creative, and, you know, if, if they're running a bunch of in-routes and you have guys in the middle... Like, okay, they're going to – they might cover that first one. Sure. But then the second one's going to – like, so it's – it gets tough. So <laughs> they're, they're smart over there. So many sure. layers <laughs> to
0: the concept. It's yeah. why Kyle Shanahan's been right, one of yeah. the best offensive play callers in the league. <laughs> and it's why they've got this opportunity yet again. So you're obviously very familiar with that team. We all know the greatness of Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. you got to make a pick. Who are you picking in this one?
4: I got the Chiefs. Just because, just you know – the Rams, we don't, we don't like the 49 I was okay, just gonna say, go. yeah. yeah. How, yeah, how much is wonder. it? How yeah. much is it from the heart of not yeah. wanting someone in your division to yeah. win? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's more of that. It,
1: it, to be it is. I respect yeah. that. You know what? Yeah. We
0: need more players willing to be petty inside <laughs> of the yeah. division. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: We're, we're not breaking down the game. The X's and O's are just saying, I hate that team.
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> because they're in the division. Absolutely. Well, Jordan, congrats on all the success so far in your
4: career. Thank you.
0: Sleep Number's got a great partner in you, bringing great pillows that. here to help us all get rested and right during Super Bowl week. Thanks so much, man. Enjoy the rest of the time, Absolutely. and we're excited to see where you wind up in the yes, 2024 yeah, yeah. season. I appreciate that. Thank thanks. you for having thanks me thanks on. Thanks very I appreciate, much. It. Appreciate, it. appreciate it very much. Awesome stuff. All right, guys, coming up next, we're going to get ready to actually finish off the show today. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you all heard... NBA uh, free agency, the trade deadline, trade deadline me, was going ended. down today, yep. came and went. We will recap everything that went on in basketball before we devote the full lion's share of our attention to why we are all here. Super Bowl 58, Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers. Let's finish this thing off. Let's go, Joe coming back next. looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. And we've got wonderful props in addition to all the game lines, over/unders as well. How about this? Fullback love in the year of our Lord 2024. The current most bet receiving prop on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Kyle Juszczyk over .5 receptions. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out more great bets like that and use code GOJO. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code GOJO. The crown is yours. for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. All right, time to finish off the show the way we always do. This, that, and the third. Three quick stories to send you off into the rest of your day. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review us, leave us a five-star rating, and check us out here live this week, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on the DraftKings Network, DraftKingsNetwork.com YouTube channel, Samsung TV+, Roku, all that great stuff. Our show re-airs every morning the following day from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, and we'll be back in that spot next week. We appreciate everyone rocking with us in the afternoon so we can bring you a bunch of great guests, if you missed us live for any reason this week and you missed our guests, our thanks today too. Ram star wide receiver Tony Pollard free agent running back Sam Hartman former Notre Dame football stud quarterback Dan Marino the Hall of Famer Joe Montana the Hall <laughs> wow. of Famer Max Crosby the all-Pro defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders and Jordan Fuller free agent safety and Super Bowl champion who kind enough to join us here you can catch that wherever you get your podcast or right here on YouTube as soon as we get Just done with the
1: show thought about it I never sacked either Montana or Marino really never yeah. got to either I was of those a teammate guys. with Dan in my ninth year but the other years and I played him a couple times yet yeah, never Uh, They're both slippery. I did, I will say, I hit Joe in a game in Philly right as he was releasing the ball that was intercepted
0: okay there you go i get
1: get credit for that
0: that's like a a disruption havoc i think that would fall into like a havoc stat
1: pressure that led to an interception so i did feel good about that until he as i said mentioned in that until he threw four touchdowns in the fourth quarter and beat us yeah
0: no he's pretty pretty good like that i think there's a reason he gets the the fun ring and the cool gold jacket there Mm -hmm. uh we get to be brought to you and presented by DiGiorno. it's not delivery it's and we mentioned it's Super Bowl week. We've been out here at Radio Row all week. We've got another awesome day of guests lined up for you guys tomorrow. Justin Jefferson's going to come by here. Greg Olson, Emmett Smith, yep. Vernon Davis, just an absolutely star-studded day. We did have the NBA decide to speak in the trade deadline today. Trade deadline today. How about that? I mean, we're all around here peddling product. I got a Vegas chain on right now. Dad's been wearing a big hat. So we kind of had this thing get lost in the shuffle. So if you missed any of it, we'll get to this, that, and the third, which is sort of the NBA trade deadline edition. And, Dad, let's start with this. Uh, The 76ers acquire Buddy Heald. Uh, Still a report here. Uh, sources are telling ESPN that they're acquiring uh, Buddy Hield from the Indiana Pacers in exchange for Marcus Morris. Uh, Ferkman Korkmaz, and three second-round picks, sources telling ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, Buddy Heald, who's averaged 12 points per game on 38% shooting from beyond the arc across his 52 games this season as a Pacer. So not the most stellar numbers but, we've seen, but a guy who's definitely a better career three-point shooter. The
1: volume, I did not realize, he's second only to Steph Curry yeah. since he came into the league in 2016 in three-pointers, 1,842 three-pointers. Did not realize that you know not not play you know 12 points again we'll, we'll see what he can add 12 points a game right now for the Sixers who Remember, we're going to be without Joel Embiid, so they're going to need some people to, to score and pick up the slack there and, and, and run and gun with some teams for a bit. Uh, Embiid will be out at least the four weeks, and then we'll see how he comes back. But you see, as we're going to mention, a couple
0: other teams that are in it are out there acquiring talent. This is one of those things where it reminds me of the Waka Flocka meme where it's like, okay, like if you don't have Joel Embiid. Yeah. Buddy Heald, okay, you're trying to bail out water in the sinking ship with a thimble right now. It's just no disrespect to Buddy Heald, but but we know how this team's structured. Yeah, the water's coming in in
1: buckets, and you're thimbling it out. It's it's not a great match. Exactly. You're
0: going to have a bad time. So the 76ers, again, hopefully Joel Embiid had the procedure. There's a hope that he's going to be back inside this season. But two knee injuries he's been dealing with this year, obviously getting towards the postseason, what kind of shape he'd be in. The gravity he commands on that court is what makes that whole team go. Dad, we will get to that uh, this official per the NBA. Not the trade that most Knicks fans, I think, had talked themselves into, as there no. was all this will they, won't they, about LeBron James right, right, and the right. Knicks and what would happen with his future with the Lakers. The Knicks have instead acquired Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks from the Detroit Pistons in exchange for Evan Fournier, Quentin Grimes, Malachi Flynn, Ryan Archie, uh, Ryan Archie Danaco, and two second-round picks, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. So they bring in some of the cavalry here. This Knicks team that has its leader in Jalen Brunson and and core that they've been able to trust there, but obviously I think Knicks fans started yeah. to kind of talk themselves into grander ambition.
1: Again, Bogdanov is, is 34 years old. He is an average 20 points a game. He is averaging or shooting over 41% from three-point land, and he will st- be able to step in right away while Julius Randle is out. Sure. So he'll be able to fill that role right now, uh, and we'll see how it goes. But you're right. The expectations of what we thought and heard around the trade deadline to what we're getting are, are kind of not
0: matching just yet. But listen, the New York Knicks, tied with the Milwaukee Bucks right now, 33-18, and 18, both at fourth place, third place in the Eastern Conference at this point, so been right in the mix all season long. Going to try and add a little bit of firepower down the stretch and see what they can make happen as we march closer and closer to the postseason, but I think that also, you know, getting through all of this, right. all of the wondering about LeBron James at the trade deadline and what his status was going to be in Los Angeles going forward is things have clearly soured. LeBron James and Steph Curry have kind of been in the same boat where, hey, you're playing great. You're exceeding our wildest dreams of what you can do at this age, but the team around you clearly yep. is not up to the task of supporting that, and they're also not in a place anymore where I think they can just, you know, LeBron's lifted and dragged plenty of bad oh, teams to postseason runs and NBA finals runs, but I don't think he's at the point where, yeah, he can stuff the stat sheet, but it just doesn't dominate the game no, he in doesn't. the same way he could when and, he was a 22-year-old. And surprise, look at surprise. Golden State. I mean, the
1: transition being made, Clay Thompson not on the court, you know, at the end of games now, you know, so as we've said, we think it's the last year of that group, uh, the core the way they've been in Golden State, so while fun to watch, uh, play against one another, but again, these are two teams that are near, you know, near the bottom of the playoff rung here. Yeah,
0: Golden State currently 11th in the Western Conference right now, so just outside of that play-in group there, the Lakers sitting at that nine spot there, so we talk about the play-in tournament that has benefited in recent years from teams like Golden State and the Lakers (laughs) being involved in that, Silver getting a lot of what he wants in that concept, loving the concept there. Uh, As we move along here and get to the third dad, um, Oklahoma City acquiring Gordon Hayward. Wow. Still a report here. The wow. Thunder acquiring Gordon Hayward from the Charlotte Hornets for guards. Train man. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce that name. I'm sorry. Uh, and Davis Bertans, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Dad, this one I had to remind myself Gordon Hayward was still in the league. It seems like many moons ago well, we were doing the whole Boston Celtics thing there and obviously injury has changed the trajectory of so much of his career, but now Oklahoma City, this young, exciting team yeah. adding Gordon Hayward. To but the you did, yeah,
1: sometimes you don't remember he's in the league because you don't see him much in all honesty. Yeah. He's averaging points, over four rebounds, over four assists, but he hasn't played since December 26th. He's got a calf issue. Last five seasons, he's played 52 games or fewer. He just, the injury bug has got him, and it happens. It's nobody's fault, right? But it happens, so you're probably trying to catch a little bit of lightning in the bottle uh, in the bottle here to see if, when he, if and when he, when he comes back from this what he can give you.
0: And you're Oklahoma City right now. You're tied for first place right, in the right. West, so these are garnishes. These are the right, things right. that you do and maybe hope to get a little bit of an added burst around there. Some other things that happen around the trade deadline as well. The Milwaukee Bucks picked up Pat yeah. Beverly uh, reportedly. The uh, Bucks receive Pat Bev. The Sixers get Cameron Payne and a 2027 second round pick. And, Dad, this is one the Bucks. You talk about that commitment trying to reinforce. Defense yeah. with Doc Rivers over there. Pat been oh, a guy that's had to make his living on that yes. side of the court. Obviously, maybe not as effective as he used to be one day. But having a guy with that kind of mentality while you're trying to sort of shock that roster is probably a guy at least mentally you can bring over to help. That's what Doc
1: Rivers is going to love having, and, and and people and play the players, the teammates understand why he's going to be there and what he brings to the team. So, again, none of these moves are like oh my god, wow yeah. moves. Some to fill spots for injuries, some to add some shooting while a different position. In the case of the 76ers, your big man is out. You bring in a shooter uh, to help the scoring. But I, I don't know if it's anything, as we look at it, that really is going to move the needle.
0: No, which is amazing considering where we've always been with the NBA, where it was the league where we saw blockbuster moves in the offseason, moves at the trade deadline. Yeah. And its NFL counterpart used yeah. to largely yeah. sit those out, and now we've seen in recent years the NFL's trade deadline yep has become a marquee event. Off-season free agency has really started to mimic that. So we get through this, and it's almost like, Come on! It's, I'm supposed to be shouting this league and burping up takes this, online. It's this is underwhelming.
1: This is supposed to be Woj just giving
0: us Woj bomb uh, after Woj bomb, right? Man, one uh, of life's sweetest drugs. It's Woj exactly right. You know, him
1: dropping the grenade, and we don't get that this year. So, hey, you know what? It happens. It happens, you know, occasionally. So we live with it.
0: I wouldn't want to bury it too much during Super Bowl week, anyway, because yeah. we got a lot going on. It has been a very exciting week, and we're marching towards the finish line tomorrow. Our final day out here in Las Vegas again going to have a banner guest list here you won't want to miss it some more great stars and voices around the game as we'll give you the full breakdown also for super bowl 58 we'll give you our winners prop bets and more coming up tomorrow on go joe and golin